Hello again, everybody. This is Jason Powers doing a doing my uh, broadcast again from my parking lot. Only it's uh, nearing the end of the day. It's about seven o'clock, seven fifteen. So I thought I'd come out here, kind of in a better mood, I guess. Get some uh, much-needed uh, sunshine. At the end of the day been cooped up too much lately been working I'm working on a well I call it a film because I'm adding as much I guess real film stuff into it uh, as possible uh, in terms of transitions and uh, working on scripting and so to me it's a film I mean it's not a blockbuster there's not gonna be any explosions in it though there could be I, uh, I'm, it's detailed, I think, but I have to find things that summarize bits of what I'm thinking well, and then add that to it. I don't want to talk about it too much, but it's a, it's something I tried to do in 2020 with a poor, uh, mechanism to do it with, and it took a long time, and I, it was sloppy, sloppy in terms of editing, I would say. But I, uh, you know, I made the best of what I could. I was just learning. And I'm not, this is just about doing something that's artistic. Um, something creative. Something that I, you know, just, granted, it's not me interviewing anybody, which I'd like to do. Do an interview and ask some questions about what they think's going on. Their personal experiences. What's been going on the last two years. What they think started it all. I bet if I interview 10 different people, and depending upon uh, where they live and what their educational background is, what their job experiences are, uh, what their current financial positioning is, I would get very different and complex answers, which would make for an interesting film, actually, it really would, by getting those people together and them being tolerable to to the, the experience and, and being willing to sign on to stuff like that would be a little bit different so instead you find uh, I've been using a mechanism to capture short clips and and whatnot and other long form and things that randomly I come across where a person gives an explanation of what they think is going on and, or whatnot and it'll go along with some of the scripting that I've come up with. And uh, we'll go from there. Um, I think that's important. I think that's really, at the end of the day, the most important thing to me, at least, is to, uh, <clears throat> to uh, attempt that. To, uh, to put something that uh, it's logical, it flows. It's not, this isn't a, uh, it's meant to inform, but it's also meant to, uh, to get people to think about ideas, which, so, there's going to be, it's obviously to try to encapsulate certain things it would take, that's why there's documentarians out there that, like I mentioned to a friend, uh, can spend 10 hours on a document, a sprawling piece, which is good. Or a series or whatnot 
it gets done. I see people do it when I mean do it. I, uh, I've been watching more documentary type stuff recently anyway. Got somebody showing how fast they can drive into a parking lot. They're really respectable. So what I'm trying to do is uh, I uh, watched some documentary level things with World War II quite a bit lately. And uh, I like, like, for example, or I have it playing in the background and I see how other people have presented their ideas. Because really that's what it boils down to. You don't know how to do these things until you start looking at how other people have formulated the, the concept and then take what's, take um, a myriad of that particular concept and apply it to your own work. I've done little short things before, uh, going back to when I was in, uh, in my MBA program, not bragging, just we usually had to do like a presentation. I did a couple 12 to 15 minute, kind of like TED talk level, and I don't have any, don't care too much for TED, but that's neither here nor there. Just, uh, you know, the idea is to present uh, or even do quicker. Had another class where it was three minutes and three minutes or six slides, you know, hit the hit some high point ideas and be able to write it and say it real fast. <laughs> I always had a problem with that because getting ready, getting it distilled down to a few words or just key concepts like I have with a, a certain section that I've worked on just recently. And I think it's, <clears throat> in other words, try to make it so it's three or maybe at most five ideas and then build the, the concept there. Because this is more of a um, build, building a uh, intellectual framework, we'll say, around what's going on. Just like, you know, the people that have, are doing this, in my estimation. They, they've created their framework. Of course, they've had, you know, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people. And they have these people around the world. They have them in your cities. They have them in your governments. Um, and, of course, um, <laughs> I'm nothing to do to them uh, in terms of uh, that. See, the reason why they can get away with a lot of this stuff is they can, they'll appeal to their authority, their appeal to their, their expertise or their uh, academic accolades. Uh, these things are used perennially to uh, make people feel less. You know, like, for example, we'll take a guy who's really supposedly got it all together. There's a guy named, named Andrew, Andrew Yang. So it turns out that he scored like a one in his in his entry exams into law school and business school. He scored at the highest level, uh, one eighty and I think uh, seven ninety on the on the GMAT. So those are perfect scores, basically. There's you know, it's not that many people that get those high high scores. So they answered every question right on the test, or maybe sans one, which is to say, uh, yeah. You know, they're perfectly, they know are perfectly capable of logic and understanding and figuring out a situation and doing it under a time constraint, which is what these tests are about. It's about being able to answer questions quickly, gather up the capture the right ideas, and then answer the questions that are presented to you. Okay, now, of course, he got his degrees thereafter, yada, yada. 
what I'm saying, the, the tests, the entry exams are the tests because they determine whether or not you go to a Harvard or Yale or, or Stanford or University of Chicago or New York University or George Washington, Georgetown, that kind of deal around the world. Uh, London School of Economics, uh, um, whatever you call it, the one in uh, Spain, business school, that kind of thing. Anywho, so what I'm getting at is, okay, so he knows what ideas work. He knows UBI, Universal Basic Income, is just a cope. It isn't an actual economic philosophy that can work. So all it's going to do is reduce motivations, make people le less productive, not more productive. Uh, people will not work on, they will fill their time with other things that are irrelevant and don't produce anything. There's no energy to push towards achieving a goal because, and I'm just using, the, this is in isolation, by the way. And of course, they're, they're, they're getting us, they're prepping us to do less, use less, this, this kind of stuff. Which is quite of an inter. This is uh, tied to Bernays too, because Bernays, Edward Bernays, connect, connected to making a consumer consi uh, consumer society. So they they said they if you can use uh, he said he said this I quote uh, if you use can use propaganda for war you can also use propaganda for peace. So his idea was use propaganda at that time for peace, which was. To sell people things to create a consumer market which they didn't think was going good enough so they had to create for example a consumer market for more women to participate in smoking because for a for a company to continue to grow and get more uh it's basically a ponzi scheme this is what corporations actually are in tetna it's not that they can't create great things and stuff don't get me wrong i'm saying if you're a company, let's just say you start off small, and this is how you build a consumer market. So you start off small, you have one, one shop, you sell to a thousand people, perennially. When you, uh, that's assuming you get to a thousand people and you get that, and you get consistent uh, level of cash flow. But of course, over time, you either have to come up with ways to do it more profitably, either through uh, innovations, uh, and do it with less bodies generally. In other words, you have to get better at it, mastery. And then, of course, grow your customer base. So you go from a thousand, and let's say the same factory over a course of a couple years grows it up to two thousand. So they double the amount of people that they sell to. Well, then you have to just, next thing you know, you're at a capacity in terms of servicing those customers, just say. So then you have to grow again. And you go and you say, okay, this is good, this is good. You're going to continue to grow, say. So over the course of a decade, in a actual productive, say a productive company, I mean, produces a product that's sold. Let's just say you grow it to a million people in terms of customers, which is, you know, somehow you get there through a hockey stick. Okay, you're popular and stuff like that. Now you have, uh, say, 10, 10 uh, particular locations and you got a million customers. Okay. Now, if you can do it from uh, 10 and get a million customers, then how, do you, how many does it take to get to a billion? What happens is uh, either you run into, a, run, run into a customer new customer problem. In other words, uh, the market is, you've got other competitors and stuff like that. The market is saturated or you have to figure out a way to monopolize 
and take over the market. But even then, there's only so many human beings on this planet. And if you're selling them a product, well, there's only so many ways to sell it to them. So generally, uh, you know, after a while, then you have to have the repetition. You have to increase the cycle, number uh, number of uh, uses or market diversify. There's a whole host of ways, but all these companies do, say, for example, like Facebook, which is not a producer of a product, they have to, they're producing an experience, a social media experience. Now they're going into meta, which is a life experience, supposedly. So you still have to sell it to somebody. You still have to... Uh, create that niche and you have to be able to turn over this product to people and eventually you run out of run out of customers and so uh, these people in the meantime you're doing all this you've uh, you know you're using all these extra resources and people are eventually people realize that you're not the best business so the business starts to decline or it's reached reach maturation and that's going on a decline well customer companies don't want to decline uh, they want they want to hang around in the past you know creative destruction that there was going to be a destruction cycle they were going to have to be uh, divvied up or they were going to have to just dissolve and nobody wanted that to happen and more and more people that were in these businesses well of course they, that's why they expand horizontally and vertically to, to accept that challenge in order to create a, a bigger market force. So from, uh, from a certain point of view, that becomes a problem. So now we're in the opposite problem. They've moved the problem to the other end of the spectrum. They don't want anybody to really consume anything. They're trying to reduce the amount of cut consumers on this world. And they want to get people to accede their rights, their God-given rights, I say. But let's just say, they say there's nobody has any natural rights. There's certain people who are out there that say that. And then they're also guising what their mechanism is. Because they, can't, they know if people knew that they weren't supposed to be alive, or that they weren't planning on allowing them to live, they'd fight them like hell. And they would. They can't openly say that. So they lie to people. They use propaganda to do so. And then, uh, of course, the propaganda now is the propaganda of war. That's why Joe Biden comes out and says, Hey, you know, half the country sucks. And we don't have any problem going after them. Because you have to define an enemy. And it works really well if your, your whole agenda is to get rid of people. Through war, famine, pestilence. That kind of deal. COVID. <laughs> Need you to take this shot. Need to take the shot. Come on, man. Take the shot. We got to use extra propaganda. So they had to sell you a shot, which is... See, you can have multiple propaganda lines going at the same time. But the idea is, is not to inform you. And that's why, like I said, with the UBI... The Democrats were telegraphing this in 2019, by the way. If you go back and look through the... To the debates, or remember the debates, and I do because I listened to them. They were throwing out all these wackadoodle ideas. I mean, it was even stranger than normal for Democrats. But going back and thinking about it, and I did because I reviewed a lot of it at the time. I was uh, I watched their debates, and then I 
uh, some are especially tied to a healthcare system, they were throwing out five or six things that just didn't make any sense. But now I know why they were throwing them out there. Because they were they were trying to soften up the they're trying to soften up the people that they offer lots and lots of goodies. And they're softening you up for what they really want to do. And there's just too many people that haven't figured this out yet. And they probably never will figure it out. They don't believe you because they think, oh, you just you're a conspiracy theorist. You're a right winger. They believe every media lie that gets sold to them. And you can't break them from it. I don't know what to say. It's sad. It's sad to see it on a day-by-day basis. That their their lack of trust of me, or I don't know, I'm no nothing to this, but if I tell them to think critically about what's going on, it doesn't register. So that's a a pocket example. I maybe I drifted a lot, but the idea is like Yang. He was just selling this shit. And he's part of the whole cabal of people that are doing this, by the way. He were, at least certainly was part of the election situation. Because he later appeared in uh, a conference in uh, Stanford with uh, Pamela Carlin, who worked at the Department of Justice. And he was one of their guest speakers, along with the muckety-mucks of the Democrat Party, including like Susan Rice and the, and the like, uh, to sell this. Susan Rice now running the Democrat, running the Democratic uh, policy in the White House. Hold on a second. Well, what I'm getting at is Mr. Yang, who is incredibly intelligent. Obviously, uh, he was out there trying to trying to be like Hillary, you know, doing uh, Jello shots and all this other kind of stuff. The Democrats have been pretending to be your best buddies. This isn't saying anything good about the Republicans either, by the way, just so you know. Because uh, there's a whole host of them that are just, they're even more scuzzy than, scuzzier than scuzzball can be. But they, uh, what I'm saying is, is they're, uh, they're not, uh, they're just along for the ride and are willing to take their 10% for the big guy. And, uh, you know, you know, there's, there's uh, probably a few that are not on the board and they're navigating waters and whatnot but overall DC's a, a pit of darkness right now and they don't care what they do to any of us and who, who are the enemies well I mean uh, they are <laughs> they will say you are because you want to wake up in the morning and want to be able to go to your job or or try to attempt to get a good job and pay relatively low taxes and be able to make independent decisions about your life, your health, your wealth, the whole thing. Uh, but of course, that's not the plan. That's not their plan. And they know that they've made that abundantly clear. And that's where you know this whole film is kind of wrapped up in. And I'm not the only ones out here saying this. It's, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not bragging. I've just, I've been on the, on the case. And I maybe have reviewed it like this over and over again. The thing I really came out here about is the, the idea is, is that uh, you have to see all these dots and 
all the I didn't really like politics, but now I'm connecting it to the geopolitical forces that are going on, and that's what the this film sets up as. Uh, it's more. It's about seeing a four, uh, and I may get it wrong, but that's okay. But I'm making it more forward-looking. Um, when I say forward-looking, what do I, what do I see as the next chapter? And it's being written right now in real time in front of you. But I mean, really, really in real time. Uh, the last few days have been quite uh, telling of that, uh, and I think there's. There's a reason for that, and I'm going to try to dig into that a little deeper because I want the film, because I already know, know what's already happened. I'm trying to take the data points from the very current point and project into the future, kind of like what they do with hurricanes. When you got a hurricane, what's the next track? What's going to be the track? And, uh, you know, that's where I've been uh, trying to... I've been looking at the geopolitical landscape, and I'm going to get, dig into that the next uh, few days. I mean, everything's... Uh, and here's the, the, here's the preview um, a little bit. It's about empire. It always is. I mean, really, it, it is. When you get down to it, people are constantly in the... In the, the reason why resources are so uh, fought over... Is because there's always these forces, and many of them are. Uh, the thing is, is knowing whether they're good or. When I say good, there's there's people that are trying to stop other people from uh, their uh, psychopathic and nefarious actions, and then those people oftentimes have to, if they are in a position to, and that's the reason why this becomes problematic. Is right now we really don't have a. Um, a leading anti-voice. And this is what happens when the United States, not just the United States, but we'll just say, use them for a, use us as an example. <clears throat> when this multipolar world that they're planning, um, they say one world, but we'll, we'll work on that. We'll let that be in the film. But uh, the idea of having uh, some kind of guidance, uh, and of course this goes back to needing, needing an enemy. Well, of course, you know, you have to determine, are they truly representing good? And right now the answer is no. The people that the Western civilization is not representing the forces of good. They're representing the forces of evil. We have, and this is by design, by the way, I think. Can't confirm it 100%, but it's been, when I say it's not, I mean the whole concept of it has been by, solely by design. There are players behind, uh, you know, the Klaus Schwab's of the world and the Prince Charles and whatnot. And yes, Prince Charles is evil. So is Joe Biden. So is all uh, major prime ministers along the Western, uh, in the, any Western and English-speaking world, and uh, Germanic world. We'll just say, for the most part, except the ones that have just recently uh, made decisions about their leadership, uh, they're inherently um, they're being 
uh, destructive to the western ends on by design and this has been the design for a long time and they finally got the let's just say they they finally got the final piece of the code and they're going and they're running with it so we're at that we're at that um, point that trigger point in our society so the bigger question is is does that uh, what does that mean for the Western model the uh, that used to be tied to specifically reason and rights and the the rationality to uh, to execute on those things and that has been disappeared you know and it, it wasn't it didn't just happen overnight it's been a process and that's that's part of what this is about too but I'm trying to and, and, and I guess the most important thing with this is I'm trying to encapsulate it within a, a short enough watch that it won't get boring uh, there'll be things that I can introduce that are unknown or less known and maybe can toggle those things together um, and I've, I'm learning how to write in sections you know and then trying to see how I'm gonna fit those together it's in, it's interesting I think films are like puzzles I, I I didn't even have an ending I mean I have a concept of an ending but I didn't have an ending and I, I still am not there yet but I think I have some that's that's the thing the beauty with uh, it's almost like an interview process you put all the, you get all this ideas together and you never know w what segment of an interview or a film will actually provide the it might actually provide the ending for something that it was actually the start for in another film you know what I mean uh, the, the the final piece or the the jigsaw puzzle can be rearranged and creates a different picture of things and a picture of things. and I'm also trying to make it to convince to an audience that's not uh, aligned with myself so the voices that will be included in this are not particularly well the ones used to be lauded and praised for their positioning in life but now in 2022 they'd be considered extremist <laughs> it tells you how far we've moved this needle in the past 15 to 25 years um, in particular up until about the mid 90s we were fairly rational and maybe that's the reason why it was so easy for even I mean I didn't become politically interjected or energized really all that much I mean really you haven't been um, I've said that before uh, really it's only been in the last well really since around 2017 did I actually really start uh, not only noticing I already knew what was going I knew knew something was wrong and I'd been in on that but the what I thought was wrong was a cultural thing I, I didn't know about any I wasn't really looking into or diving into the grander agendas um, I was just seeing the I was seeing the 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 certain I was seeing agendas to be uh, the, the I was I was seeing the edges of agendas I wasn't seeing formulating the whole thing together because things were still oh I, I just saw it as a lot of bickering but I didn't realize that they they but they pulled the trap door in, in 2019. That was when they pulled it. And I'm going to figure out a way to connect that back into this. And, and then obviously everything that goes from that. So I'm going to let it go for now. I, I just wanted to come out here. You can probably hear the 
the bugs and um it's just a short podcast and uh i'll probably uh, do one next uh well i don't know we'll see when the next one comes out but i'm planning on putting this film together the first viewing i'm going to do is the first week of october so i got two weeks i'll talk to you soon everybody who listens